With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombe Show, Edge Rush. It's me, it's Propo. We have got our chess popped yeah, out, haven't we all? Yeah, we haven't do. We just... No, and it's it's extra special when you cover American football because all of the content surrounding it, including America's game, whenever you sort of have success, whether it's like a football life or anything like that, there's always an emphasis on in the face of adversity. <laughs> in the face of adversity. Yes. You can't do anything. I don't think you can really achieve success in America if you haven't faced adversity. Like, I don't think they count it if it yeah. was easy along the way. And even Donald Trump, says that he faced adversity when he never, ever did, if that makes sense. But he even is a, includes that in as a part of his story. And let's be honest, week three, we won nothing. Mm. Week four, what happened there? Back in business. We won everything. We won everything. Now, what I love about this intro, Ol, which listeners, just to be super clear, unprepared, certainly unscripted, uh, unexpected. I like the idea of this season's edge rush being parlayed into a America's game kind of documentary. <laughs> I, like, I like where we're going with this. Uh, so I, I, I think we should, we should seriously consider pitching that idea out. I think that's a great shout to be honest. I do think it is a good idea. Um, Who would we I get? Think be a, lot, a lot of interest to be, to be. Do you think there'll be a lot of interest? Huge. So what we'd have you doing the sort of standalone interviews, me doing them as well. So we're mm-hmm. talking about moments. Obviously I'll talk about the moment that, um, CD Lamb got stopped to the one mm. on Monday Night Football <laughs> and talk about that sure. moment as being like, and everyone was against me after that. Mm. That's the kind of moment I'll take the reflection on. You can talk about, God, I couldn't believe that I took two Drew Locks of the week and they both lost. <laughs> or, or conversely, I took the New York Giants, the New York Football Giants, when nobody else thought the New York Football Giants. Not on this show, so it doesn't count. No, it you doesn't. can't bring it up. Okay, you all right. can't the, veto, veto, let, veto. Let's start with the Drew Locks of the week from last week. All right, yeah. so... I had the Cowboys they covered and then some, and I think I, I think I said something like I'd take them up to six, six and a half. So you could have, you could have rolled the dice a little bit and the alternative spread, which is if you have conviction in a pick and the line isn't where you want it and you want to get a bit more juice and better odds, then that's, that's the way to do that. So uh, that locked in for me. Your Drew Lock of the Week came in too. Yeah, another under, another successful under for me now. I'm actually three and oh when it comes to unders. In, the king of the unders. Uh, oh, the king of Robert. unders. Yes. I took the Packers Steelers and it was under 45 and that was 44 mm-hmm points so there was no problems whatsoever we could go we could go for you in terms of just trying to build as many nicknames as we can throughout the course of the season um the which actually does synchronize pretty well with the bucks america's game and leonard fournette talking about his nickname right and play yeah. and uh, they didn't realize i think that people called him lenny <laughs> uh for i didn't wasn't sure about it but then kind of rolled with it was happy with it so you're big on unders right this is he said no third straight under well you are big on unders well yeah only just for this season so far yeah that's what i mean so it's a kind of new nickname for you it could be we've got propo as prop joe from the wire a show you still haven't watched mm-hmm. uh, if i said abe frulman the sausage king of chicago <laughs> you wouldn't know what i'm talking about would you what are you on about have you never seen ferris bueller's day off of course i've seen ferris bueller's oh, day off okay thank you no, that is actually one of my break, favorite films that is actually the sausage king of chicago i don't that's remember that what, that's the name they that's that's who ferris bueller pretends he is to get the uh, table at the fancy uh, restaurant because he pretends he's abe frulman he's made the booking you're abe frulman the sausage king of Chicago. <laughs> and, uh, Black I, think I we do can, remember that. Now. That, is, that is actually an amazing so, film. I, love so I think we've got Ollie Thornton, the unders king of Chicago. How about that? The unders king of Chicago. Oh, do you know what you can make that even better is yeah. uh, all of my friends mm. uh, when I went to university and even at work as well, still now laugh at the fact that the village I grew up in was called Plumpton. <laughs> 
So I prefer the unders king of Plumpton. Unders king of Plumpton. It is, call it, it is Drew locked in. It is now embedded. It's enshrined in the show history. All right. The unders king of Plumpton. Proper. <laughs> Three in a row there. We hit our acca. We hit our acca the week. No, we didn't. What am I talking about? That's the only no, thing. that's the only thing we did. Why would you bring that up, Matt? God, you four out of, this. We have four out of five, though, in the act. We got for the Titans. The Titans lost it for us. Oh. We caught all the, all the ones that we got, which were tough, which was the, uh, well, basically just the Ravens beat the Broncos, which was a pick mm. Uh They hit, but no, the Drew got us. Drew, Drew got us over the line there pretty tightly. Drew, Drew did get us over the line there. He continues to confirm everything that I thought about him from the start, that he is rubbish. Uh, your prop bets all three of them dropped all three of them dropped and comfortably as well Jonathan Taylor finally came through for me and then some and uh, Tari Kill said he was going to have an eruption game I think 180 yards uh, receiving and three touchdowns is probably an eruption eruption game Nearly a slip of the tongue there. Can you, can you agree <laughs> never to use the term eruption game on this show ever again? Can we agree that? That's agreed. That's also cemented into law. All right. So look, enough of this. Bigging up our chest. Yeah. Indulge. It is far too indulge. No, but it's important. It's important to reflect back. Uh, can I also say char- hmm. uh, charges with ease called that. Charges with ease. You did. Uh, Colts, we called that. Well, I called yeah. that. Did you hear me say enough of this indulgence? Let's get on. With and this. Chiefs. Uh, no, no, I can't get enough of it because we had to accept the first time, the first week that we were bad. And yes. now I'm just celebrating. I was just, I was, I was on a lot. We were on a lot of pressure. We were we on were, a lot of pressure. We were. We rose to the occasion. I, and I, I, I get you. I get you. Definitely celebrate these the successes because they're going to be few and far between. Exactly. That's, <laughs> that is that is the bigger point. Here. So embrace the fair play. All right. Let's see if we can go close this week. We are looking at three games once again. We've got Propos Prop Bets, 100% last week. Uh, our Drew Locks of the Week. I might even sneak, uh, I'm flip-flopping on my Drew Lock of the Week, which as you point out. Yeah, I have to say it's a tough week. week. So, yeah, it is a tough week, but I've got two that I like a lot. So I might throw in a kind of bonus one there. Yeah, so do I. And our, and our Edge Rush Acker of the week as well which I hope which I hope you've done no I hope you've done it have <laughs> you not done the hacker no I thought you were going to do it <laughs> I thought you were going to do it I All right, thought you were going to do it we'll make... we're going to work it out as we go along fine because uh, I've got I've actually picked all the games for Squawker you're going to love this Alt. so I'm writing a column this, this year for Squawker this season for Squawker yeah, shameless um, plug as always yeah well hey I've got to get the plug in yeah uh, we love the Squawker crew and add-on really was they said how do you feel about picking the games at, at the end so not necessarily against the spreads just picking straight up you know like prediction you know as Iron Mike often tells us he's the master of and obviously Supercomputer is the greatest of all time Iron Mike's nemesis but mm. the two of them are, are, are often best in show that kind of thing right so and the first week like for most of us was uh, was a disaster but since then all I've been on a, on a bit of a roll to the degree where I was on a call with the Squawker crew the other day and I wish I'd recorded it. I, I thought all Zoom calls were meant to be recorded now, but mm. uh, apparently this one wasn't. I've asked for the footage, <laughs> but they were saying, making a point about my picks were were being uh, were really on the money. And it got me worried though, because the moment they said that, I'm going to capitulate. I'm going to free fall into, into disaster territory. Nice uh, balance of self-deprecation there because you just continued the indulgence, can I just say. Very much so. We actually dipped away from it for just uh, 30 (laughs) seconds or so. And then we dove straight back into indulging ourselves and how good we are predicting the NFL season. The point I'm trying to make is seeing as we are so <laughs> ill-prepared for this show that we haven't done, picked our Acker of the Week and listeners' apologies. That is, it is NFL London Week. Ollie and I are doing the game for TalkSport on Sunday. Uh, Ollie's producing me. Phoebe Schechter in the house for that. Will Gavin as well. Uh, shout out to Ollie Wilson on Play by Play. So Ollie Hunter too. The gang is all going to be there for, for TalkSport this Sunday. We've been preoccupied with that. Our other shows, we've got uh, uh, our College Day show has rolled out. I can pick an edge on Shaka. You don't need to say this. You don't need to give us excuses. I've got one. Oh right, okay. I like. Yeah, that. I can do. It. I don't. You don't need this. I can. So, I'll deliver. Studying and uh, and pouring over the, all the stats all week long. So okay, we'll get that. Let's start with Packers Bengals. Your Bengals in Cincinnati. The three and one Cincinnati uh-huh. Bengals. Propo. Uh, you're thinking maybe just a little bit, aren't you, about the playoffs? Just a little bit. It's coming into your mind a bit. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? It's funny. Because I've literally uh, grown up with perennial failure for all the teams I support, whether it be Stoke City <laughs> or the Cincinnati Bengals, mm. um, I 
usually manage expectations as far as I can. And mm. even now I would say that the, the reason why I'm probably not necessarily convinced that we're going to make the playoffs isn't because I don't have any faith in Joe Burrow or this Bengals team. I have all the faith in the world in Joe Burrow and this Bengals team. But what I don't have faith in is that we will necessarily come out of this division just because I think it's yeah. probably the strongest division in, well, the second strongest division in football right now. And I think third, the Browns third, and Ravens. Third strongest division in football. Well, who's second? NFC West and the AFC West are the two strong. strong both. Uh, ooh, come on, it's not even close. Ooh, do you think... What you definitely think, think the, the AFC, AFC West, West is, is stronger than the NFC? You definitely North? think the AFC West is stronger than the AFC North. I think that I would potentially question that. What? I think Chargers, so. Not just Chiefs and Raiders. Well, no, I don't believe the Raiders are that good. Ugh. The, the three and one Raiders. A sub, let's write them. Oh, off sorry, but there's three teams that are three and one oh, in let, the AFC let's, North. Let's write them off because they got beaten by one of the. No, best no, teams but there's right also now. three teams in the AFC North All that right. are three and one now. All right, so... it's not even close. All it's not even close. But go on. You don't think it's close? No, I well, honestly don't think, think it's close. I, I think, think the close. Browns. The Browns. I mean, let's see. The Browns are going up against the Chargers this week. It's a pick and game. Yeah. So that means those two are pretty much wire to wire. I get the Ravens have beaten the Chiefs. I get why you da- why some are down on the Browns because they're not winning sexually. It is, you know, gr- I mean, particularly last week, sort of grinding it out. I, I get that. And that's easy to cool on a team when they're not playing or other when they're playing like that and not turning, turning it on. And I think offensively, that's what the Browns are now, right? We talked a bit about this with Ollie Connolly on our preview show that keep it simple for Baker, let the defense do the work and just don't, don't screw it up, Baker, I think is the MO in, uh, in Cleveland right now. So that's obviously different optics to shiny, exciting Chiefs and Justin Herbert as MVP. And I, I get it. I get it. But Ravens, I like, but they're flawed. Do you th- look at that and say the same thing about the Chiefs? Probably. But if I'm putting those two... I mean, the Ravens beat what, the Chiefs. If I'm putting those two head-to-head in the playoffs, I'm taking the Chiefs this year. I'm taking the Chiefs based on what I've seen already, let alone what's going to happen towards the uh, middle and end of the season as the Chiefs' defense gets stronger. Okay, what maybe happened, it's um, close. Maybe it's what close. when the Broncos played the Ravens as well? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. We will accept that the AFC North is a good division. All right? is that, that is that outrageous. That, that, that is outrageous. You know we'll put it out. We will put it out to our listeners. We'll put out a poll on Twitter. After we've recorded this and we'll dis- yeah. let our listeners decide and our following on social decide. Yeah. I don't think it's comfortable. I think I agree with you potentially. They might be, I would say it's about, I would say it's closer than you're saying it is, is basically what I would say. So, so NFC West, we're agreeing is the strongest. So mm-hmm. we're going to put the poll out on Twitter, which is the stronger division. Fair? I think you could even put the NFC West in that conversation. Well, no, because everyone's going to vote for the NFC West. Do you think that. definitely? Yep. I'm doing it as we, as we're recording. So, but it's then I would happen. actually argue that you yeah, can yeah. look at the 49ers, the Seahawks, and obviously the Rams and the Cardinals now are too easily the best teams in the NFL. But I think you could potentially argue that the three team, three best teams in both AFC North and West would beat the two worst teams in the NFC West. Yeah, you lost me about 11 seconds ago. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that I think that if you're taking the average base of each team mm-hmm. that you could argue that either the AFC West or the AFC North could be stronger than the NFC West. It's, inter- it's an interesting debate, which is I think those are the three best mm-hmm. divisions in football comfortably, but then I think you could easily argue a case for each one. Oh, the NFC West 100% is the best division in football. 100%. Why? To strengthen depth. There's no weak link. That is the only argument. There is no weak link. That's why that is the, I do understand that. I do understand that there's no weak link. But okay. at the same time, I still think that if you go like an average, that the AFC North or the AFC West could even be better. Okay. But it's interesting. It's an interesting argument. It is an interesting argument. I would add them in there. I am going to... You want to put the NFC West in there. I just think everyone's going to vote for the NFC West if we put what's the stronger division. Okay, fine, yeah. It's the mainstream pick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'm right. Settle Nat and Prop Joe. Look at me on our social feeds. How about this? Um, you better tell tell the guys I'm hijacking it. Settle yeah. Nat and Prop O's argument. You do know you can't page to Twitter, don't you? You do know that. <laughs> I'm telexing to, yeah. <laughs> to Twitter. Which is the stronger division, AFC North or AFC West? Are we happy with that, that wording? Yeah. Okay, we're going to push it out there now. Let's do it. Listeners, in real time, actually, we're going to get on this by the time you're listening to this, the poll will probably have been done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Can you make it longer than a day? No, you can't. Well, you just better put edge rush out later on today or. Yeah, fine. 
Just whack it out tonight. Yeah, just whack it out. Just whack it out. Done. All right. Well, people will be voting now on social. So 15 minutes into the pod and we haven't even looked at it again. (laughs) (laughs) So we're doing well. All right. So Bengals. I love... I love watching the Bengals and I'm not just saying it because it, it's, it's me and you and, and they're your team. They are so watchable. Burrow, I mean, that, that uh, Jamar Chase, T Higgins, Tyler Boyd, loving Tyler Boyd. I mean, it, it, but is this with the lack of protection? Is this like, uh, if this was a, the NFL equivalent of a football formation, is this like two, two, six, basically just, ri- just ridiculous, no protection, lights out excitement got to protect him better or you, do you think there's cause for optimism with the line this year i mean the only reason i have cause for optimism is because of the way they performed against the jacksonville jaguars which obviously you have to take with a pinch of salt i think coming up against a better pass rush you are probably going to struggle but against the green bay packers this week we're not necessarily going up against a better pass rush because they Fair. don't have preston smith and they are banged up on defense to say the least i think they Jaylen have worked smith very now, hard we talked yeah about, and um, about that with Ollie think, connolly who th- he thinks he's uh, jumped the shark doesn't he ollie he doesn't feel that he's the he's there anymore but he did have an interesting theory that if they if they pinch hit jalen smith and you know use him 12 to 15 snaps a game to do a specific job then he could add a bit of bite yeah, and this could be a week where they realistically utilise that quite well. But whether he'll be able to learn the system quick enough, I'm not 100% sure. I mean, it is so exciting to be a Bengals fan right now, realistically. I, I love our wide receiving call with a passion. It's likely that we get T Higgins back this week as well. Joe Burrow and the passing tack have been sensational. He is the third best in completion rate and yards per attempt among QBs with 50 plus throws this season. And Jamar Chase leads all rookie wide receivers with 297 yards and four receiving TDs. And also the best thing about that, Nat, is that last year, the only criticism I had of Joe Burrow when he was fit was the fact that he wasn't passing deep. He wasn't having any success passing 20 plus yards, bigger throws. And this year he's ranked in the top three QBs in QBR rating basically when they throw for 20 yard plus throws. So I think he's going a little bit under the radar Burrow this season uh, based on what, what he's done so far. And I know that there are, uh, you know, some turnovers in the mix as well. And the protection isn't great. What's the score with Joe Mixon? Is he banged up? I he mean, could be banged up. But that, that doesn't necessarily affect the Bengals too much because it means we might pass the ball more because mm. what Zach, I mean, Zach Taylor, the jury is still out for me on Zach Taylor. I know we're three and one, mm. but realistically, if you look at our overtime win in week one, that was largely due to an audible that Joe Burrow called on the pitch, not down to what Zach Taylor did. I mean, Joe Burrow is a boss. He's an absolute boss. He literally puts his finger up in the dressing room and everyone shuts up. They all listen to him. He has so much command of this team. It's insane. I you going to say maybe put, more than Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, I thought you were going to say he puts his finger up in the dressing room to shush. To shush <laughs> Zach Taylor. Taylor. I mean, that, that doesn't that. come out, but I wouldn't be that surprised. <laughs> when they called a tight end screen against the Jags last week, which got CJ Uzuma in the range to, to hit the um, winning field goal, mm. apparently Joe Burrow called the audible and then winked at CJ Uzuma. <laughs> In the middle of the game, when the score is love tied. It. Love it. Like he is, It's moxie. Yeah, it is. And then you heard it on NFL Mic'd Up this week. You heard him saying, put the ball in my hands and we're going to win. It's like, yeah. I can't. He is a franchise quarterback, epitomized. Mm. And he is turning around this team almost, almost single-handedly, I feel like. I know, obviously, he's got help in around him with the offense. But I don't think without him right there at the core of it, mm. we would be three and one right now. Not know, close. Moxie is a really interesting attribute and intangible for, for, for quarterbacks in and it comes in different forms I think because you have I think the perception is that it's always got to be this overbearing or um, flappable confidence and quite a gregarious nature right which it definitely does work that way we've talked about it a lot on the show you and I have talked about it that early on in Mahomes's career there's a sense of moxie that he just a fearlessness it's just yeah. I am not phased by any of this at all because sometimes that confidence that quite dominating and domineering personality Johnny Manziel early Baker you know yeah, I was about to say early Baker un, if it's under if it's not underpinned then it's just 
a bit vacuous and just a bit shouty. Conversely, you've got a player like Eli, who, you know, I'm a, a huge fan of and uh, and I think it is a, it's a lot for the Hall of Fame. I mean, watching the Giants-Americas games again with my kids, and how this is even a discussion, how well he plays in so many different clutch situations. It's mm. ridiculous that it's even a conversation. Different character, right? He's understated, quite chilled, but still commands respect. Commands yeah, respect. like Burrow. Like Burrow does. Uh, and also, it's a good landing spot for him this week because the, the Packers secondary mm-hmm. is banged up, right? I mean, he's going to fancy his chances of taking them on. Yeah, and that's exactly why we've seen money coming in on the Bengals. Funnily enough, now it's another one of those weeks. Tickets, all of the bets are being placed on the Packers. But if you mm-hmm. look at the money, the money is coming in heavily on the Cincinnati Bengals. That is because the Bengals are at home. The Bengals are coming off a Thursday night game. So they've had a longer time to get the players who are banged up back. Those include Jesse Bates, who was ranked as the best safety in the league last year by PFF, including T Higgins, which going up against a banged up secondary is only going to make this job harder for them and this Packers defensive unit. So you can realistically see when I first saw this line that I thought, okay, the Packers here, I think people are necessarily probably buying in too much to the Bengals, this is we're going. We've only realistically played a rusty Kirk Cousins, a half Justin Fields, half Andy Dalton um, tag team. We played Trevor Lawrence with a coach who makes questionable decisions pretty much in every stage of his life. Um, and I can't even remember the other quarterback we played, but he wasn't very good either. <laughs> I, I love the idea, incidentally, uh, of a bad Kirk Cousins lookalike kind of tribute lookalike you can hire for parties uh, called Rusty Cousins. Yeah, Rusty Cousins. Yeah, yeah. Well, that is pretty much what we, I think that's what we played. The, he's been much bet. better since then, apart from obviously last week, he flopped against the Browns, but that defense so, is So the line is the line is what? The line has moved down from three and a half to three. So the Packers are still laying three points, but obviously they're away. It's in Cincinnati. The over-under has moved up from 50 and a half to 51 and a half. I think that's largely because of the fact that the Packers defensive unit is banged up. So people are mm. expecting the Bengals to score, to score more points. And that's probably where that half a point has come from in the line as well. Yeah. Now you'll be proud of me, Alt, because I might be doing a bit of research as well in terms no. of... No. Yes, I have. Yes, I have in terms Just of... for a times I- column. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. This is for this show because it's it's to do with again records against the spread and not records against the spread from the last seventeen years. I'm talking about records against the spread recently. Green Bay unbeaten against the spread and three and zero overall in its last three games. Hmm? Yeah, great. There you go. Just <laughs> just thought I'd throw that out there. Your research was that that's how much you did? That's my, that's yeah. my research on the, on the against the spreads. <laughs> yeah. uh, um, no, I mean realistically, Green Bay have done everything everyone expected them to do, and they bounced immediately back from that loss against New Orleans Saints. I think last week they looked. I mean, as Mike Carson said on Monday, the game could have been completely different if the decision on that blocked field goal had been changed. But mm. at the same time, I think this game was going to be close. I think initially. I thought that Green Bay were going to blow the Bengals away. I think this game is going to be close and I think this game is going to be high scoring. I don't think that the Bengals defensive unit is ranked by football outsiders as the fourth best, but you've got to look at the opposition that we played so far this season and nothing compares to this Green Bay offense. It massively helps that we're going to have Jesse Bates back and our cornerback group is back and fit. But at the same time, it's still quite a lot to ask to defend against this team, which has just so many weapons. And obviously Aaron Rodgers, who is one of the best quarterbacks in the league. And I think that he's... Hot take. Oh yeah, hot take. Hot take. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best Can we have a hot take drop? I want a hot take drop. Although I think he's like 17th in QBR rating, uh, in QB rating this season so far. We've had two hot takes on the show already. Green Bay have won their last three games. Yeah. (laughs) One of the best quarterbacks in the league. All right. So uh, do you feel you could take any action on this all? I I was initially going to go Green Bay, but when the injury report has come out, if Jared Alexander's not playing, then I'm going to take Cincinnati at plus three, I think. I think this game's going to be close and I'll be leaning towards the over as well. I would probably be more tempted to put this in a tease. I'd probably be more mm. tempted to lower the over total down to about 47 and a half, 46 and a half. Nice. I'd be much more confident with that. And then maybe put the Bengals up sort of plus seven and a half. Yeah, I can't I like see the Green Bay kind of blowing us out to say like the least. Tease. I like that. I like that a lot. Okay, I'm gonna. I, I'm more inclined to use that to do that as well. Actually, to tease them up. All right, let's go to the best division of football next. <laughs> so this is a tough one to call 49ers cards in Arizona, of course. And Arizona officially the best team of football trademark. Right? They're going to yeah. win the Super Bowl. Kyle is the MVP. We're all overreacting, but they look. They're a 
exciting team to watch and then some, right? And this could be this could be the season that they get over the line and at least become a, a serious playoff threat, even if they don't necessarily go all the way. But because they're in the toughest division in football, they got a hard route to the postseason. And this is a tough old game. But it's made easier, isn't it? Because it's either going to be a banged up Jimmy G mm-hmm. or a rookie quarterback that could turn it on straight away, but I think would be high risk indeed to back if he is starting this game. Uh, so are you leaning towards Cardinals? <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know how much I love Jimmy G. So it yeah. depends. It's so, hey, look, we're recording this Thursday, right? And Jimmy G hasn't been practicing. The, all the reports that you can read from insiders are suggesting that if he is, if they do gamble with it, or if they do suit him up and he does start, it's a gamble. He's going to be 70, 75% fit, right? So you got to ask whether they'll do that. It's, Everyone's trying to look for clues in what Shanahan's saying in presses. I think a banged up Jimmy G is a problem against yeah. the Cards team in this form. And I think Trey Lance, for, in terms of putting money on this game and gambling on this game, represent a problem because we just have no idea. Now, if Trey Lance absolutely turns it on, three touchdowns in the air, rushes for two more, what a, we've, a star is born kind of narrative. Would we be surprised? No, probably not, right? But... At the same time, do I feel confident that's going to happen? Absolutely not. Conversely, we do know the cards are absolutely... I mean, Kyler is balling at the moment. His completion percentage is over 76. He's top five in yards, top 10 in touchdowns. Nobody can seem to tackle him. I mean, he's just in that slipstream right now. So yeah, I am very big on the Cardinals, plus the 49 secondaries banged up as well. I uh, I think it's hard to put a case for the 49ers, but you are sitting there and sm- don't tell me all the sharps are on the 49ers. Is that you're about Obviously to all the sharps are on the 49ers. <laughs> and I'm 100% with them. Are you? Are you? 100% with them. Are you not worried about the ambiguity of, of who's starting a quarterback? No, I honestly think because, do you know why I'm not worried about the ambiguity of who's starting a quarterback? It's because the only matchup that I really care about going into this game is Shanahan versus Kingsbury. Mm. That's the only thing I'm really focusing on. So Carl Shanahan on Kingsbury despite everything he's done this season. Yeah, no, I'm not necessarily down on him, but I am higher on Carl Shanahan. I think that Carl mm. Shanahan is like the equivalent of having an Aaron Rodgers or a Patrick Mahomes. And I think you can back them. They're such a team that is reliant on their system. And I mm. think you look at last week, realistically, mm-hmm. they outgained Seattle by more than 200 yards on total offense. Mm. But a pair of toner- turnovers and eight penalties where they're undoing. There is no way they're going to commit eight turnovers and, that sorry, insane Wilson play and a pair well. of turnovers. Yeah. And they're not going to have the insane Wilson play. They're not going to have a punter kicking for them. They've signed, <laughs> they've signed <laughs> Joey Sly. Shocking. How, how is a punter that bad at kicking? I know. I it's know crazy. It's, a different it's skill, crazy. Yeah, honestly, I should be playing for them. But I mean, you look at it and you say their secretary's banged up. Their defense held Russell Wilson under 130 yards passing on 16 completions. Yeah. And I think they will use the exact same blueprint against Colomari. Carl Shanahan is coming off two losses. Mm. I expect that to be this. I'm backing Carl Shanahan in the same way. I back Brady off two losses in the same way I back uh, Aaron Rodgers off two losses. He is going to put everything into this game. The Cardinals, I think this is a classic buy low, sell high now. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals were fortunate to come against the Rams who realistically played the game of their season against the Bucks. They had been building up to that. That was the one that they were really focusing on, I think predominantly. And I think they just were, they were poor against the Cardinals. Whereas I think the Cardinals had the opposite. I think they went all in going to the SoFi Stadium and kind of putting all their eggs in one basket and they played the game of their life. And I think there's naturally going to be a hangover after this. And I think the 49ers will be in the perfect position to take advantage of it. Is it going to be um, the kind of hangover that Urban Meyer had? Oh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Is that kind of hangover? Is that bad a hangover? Oh, okay. wow. We'll get, to that. we'll get to that because that might be tipping my hand a little bit in my Drew Lock of the Week. Oh, uh, really? That's not, yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So, okay. I hear it all. Good argument. I don't disagree with much of what you said other than I can't get over this you're that sure about this when you might have Trey Lance, who's had a cup of coffee in the NFL so far. And it was everyone that we trust and respect that watches the college game tells us, okay, his ceiling's incredible. And he's in a great situation, obviously. And the future's bright, particularly if he gets to sit uh, for a chunk of time under a, a consummate pro like Jimmy G. 
you know, Mahomes to Alex Smith style. But he's a raw, he's a raw pick. Like right now, he's not really ready for the NFL. Now, all of those people could be wrong because this is the great one of the things we love about the game, particularly about the draft and, and which quarterbacks end up making it. It's not always clear cut and it doesn't always play out as you'd expect, right? But I just think it represents a huge gamble. If I would, fi- let me ask you this who would you feel more comfortable about starting at quarterback to underpin your bet? Uh, a banged up Jimmy G or a, a, yeah. a Trey Lance? Mm-hmm. I think I'd probably say Trey Lance. I'm going to say Trey Lance. I'm going to say Trey Lance. I would honestly say Trey Lance because I think it, um, I think it benefits the ground game for the 49ers massively. He rushed for 41 yards when he came on last week and he also made plays when it broke down and I was impressed. I don't think he was necessarily that bad when he came on last week. He completed half of his 18 pass attempts for 157 yards and two touchdowns. I, I just think that it's very different when you're putting a Zach Wilson out there with a new head coach, when you're putting a mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence out there with a new head coach. I think for Trey sure. Lance, they know exactly what they can utilize Trey Lance for and they're yeah. going to keep him very much within that. They're not going to yeah. ask him to do anything that he can't do. Yeah. And I, I back Carl Shanahan to, to kind of mold this offense around Trey Lance and not ask him to do the other way around. What's the line on? The line, so the line's opened at minus four and a half. Yeah. And it is now moved to minus five and a half because obviously everyone's Mm. coming in on the Cardinals. It's, Mm. It's an obvious bet. They are the... Like everyone is obsessed with them right now. Realistically, I mean, every offense. And I get you. There's a danger. There is a danger. Yeah, there is a massive danger through four weeks. This is a team that had to rely on a missed 35 yard field goal to beat the Vikings. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think there's always the opportunity that these teams um, will not be able to replicate Mm. the like the incredible form that they have done week in week out. And I think a divisional matchup against a Carl Shanahan offense and defense is suspect and I think I'll take the points here. I realistically will take the points here. Okay. I don't feel strongly enough uh, at five and a half necessarily, but I do I do think the cards win it. Um, do you know what happened the last time these two teams played, Nat? Tell me all. Uh, the four, Ooh, was the this 49ers. in 2013? No, they're divisional. They're in the I same know. division. I know. God, you're so childish. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. They're in the same division. Um, the last time these two teams played was the t- Boxing Day mm-hmm. last year. Right. Score was Arizona Cardinals 12, 49ers 20. Who was playing quarterback for the 49ers that day? Oh, I'm going to go with CJ Beat Hard. <laughs> What's it? What's it? Three, for two, three touchdowns and zero interceptions. How'd you like that deep dive yeah, into exactly. the memory banks? Thank you very Jeffrey much. Jeffrey Wilson rushed for 183 yards. I That's why I love Carl Shanahan, because yeah, realistically, okay. put CJ Beathard and Jeffrey Wilson as the two leaders of your attack and you still come still out as eight-point winners. The Cardinals were rubbish by that stage. Kylo was banged up and they'd fallen off a cliff. Uh, yeah, Point but regardless taken. of that, Point regardless taken. of that, they still I'm won by you. eight points. So I'm, I'm, I'm not saying that the difference now when you've got a better quarterback, a better running back and less banged up of a team is a 13-point yeah. difference. That's that what I'm saying. why we pay the big bucks proper because you are adding the edge. So I like it. Monday Night Football. Oh, by the way, I could end up with egg on my face with that pick. I, I can't wait that. for it. Yeah, yeah. No, that, that's <laughs> one of those picks where you can easily end up with egg on your face. The Cardinals could easily win by 20. Trey Lance could throw three interceptions. Yeah. And I have to come back and I will hold my That's why I think it's high risk. It. That's why I think it's yeah, high exactly. risk. Yeah, exactly. But it's high risk, but there's value. That's where the value is. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I'm betting on value and the value. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. no value in the Cardinals and there's value in the 49ers. You are the sharp. You are in team sharp. I am the team punter. <laughs> it's just, yeah, that looks good. They look sh- they- Okay, so I get it. And it's all about playing the lines, as you say, and looking for the value. It's a fair play. Uh, still think it's high risk. Colts, Ravens, Monday Night Football. Uh, interesting team, the Colts, aren't they? Because they have had some fundamental injuries, not least on the line, of course, and uh, and a quarterback position with the uh, the much reported uh, double ankle, whatever the hell it was, with Carson Wentz getting uh, getting their season on track, and it's a lifeline, really, because they fall into zero and four. That would have been all she wrote and say goodnight, Gracie, and uh, and everything else. But they're still kind of in must win territory, really, and it's a difficult spot to land, right? Because Baltimore will exploit that line. And the weaknesses in that line, the injuries mm-hmm. in that line, they love to blitz. They love to bring it. Mm-hmm. Lamar's balling. Mm-hmm. Is there any any argument that the Colts keep this close? Um, I don't really think so, Nat, to be honest, apart from the fact that you would have to back Frank Reich 
um, to come up with something because he will also be aware of the fact that the Baltimore Ravens are going to blitz and take advantage of the lack of Quinton Nelson. Um, the only other argument I guess you've got is the Colts defensive front is yeah. also excellent and they've been fourth in the NFL in turnovers, taking away eight from their opposition. Um, do you know what's interesting about this market now is the, the point spread hasn't moved at all. It mm. stayed at, it's opened at minus seven. It stayed at minus seven. The over-under in this game has slid down from 50 to 45 and a half. Why? What do you put that down to? Uh, I put that down to the fact that both these teams love to run the ball realistically. Um, and the Colts just haven't been that impressive on offense and they will probably rely on their defense stopping Lamar Jackson as much as possible mm. during this game. I think the Colts, if, if the Colts have any chance of winning this game, they're going to have to keep it cagey and they're going to have to keep it close because you can't really see any route for the Colts to come out and blow this Ravens team out of the water. Like blow I can't see the Colts going scoring 30 points. No, but they scored 24 against the Rams, right? So, And that was a close game. Are we... Are we- uh, I'm not suggesting that that was with Quint. That was with a less banged up offensive line, though, wasn't it? Less banged up offensive line. Nevertheless, we think the Rams are one of the best teams in football, so we shouldn't sniff at that at that performance. Yeah, you but the low go- Cardinals just scored 36 points against them, and they're not very good. <laughs> you came into the season. You were bigging up the Colts in the off season. You were like, I was bigging up the Colts in the off season. I was br- the pre like on an edge rush, right? The pre it was on an edge rush. It was pre the Wentz. Um, yeah. injury and the Quinton yeah. Nelson injury, I was picking them up because I just thought that I thought that Wentz was an improvement on Rivers and I thought that um, they have one of the best defensive and offensive fronts in football and I think that's always a recipe for success, most likely. But the problem is, is they're banged up in all the wrong areas and their secondary has um, also got worse, significantly worse. Seven's a difficult number though, as we know, right? Seven so- is a difficult number and that's why I'm not actually that tempted by it um Are you tempted by the the points in the total i a little bit at 45 and a half i'd be tempted probably if it stays that low i'd be tempted to go over i think that line has moved too much i think it honestly has moved too much i think you could easily see the ravens scoring at least 25 26 points and the colts getting three touchdowns i don't think that's unheard of realistically the one thing that um the ravens aren't very good at is defending passes to the running backs 26 receptions on 29 targets the Baltimore defense has surrendered and Indy's back Naeem Hans has 14 receptions and Jonathan Taylor has 11 receptions which ranked third and fifth on the team in catches and targets five rushing touchdowns allowed by the Ravens only the Lions have allowed more through four weeks and we saw what happened last week when Jonathan Taylor is released as I said to Frank Reich he obviously was listening to Edge Rush when Jonathan Taylor is given the ball more often than not that's when the Colts defense really starts to roll and I think that is going to be the focal point for this game for the Colts is if they can get the ground game going and they can open up the opportunities for Carson Wentz and the Ravens have to solely focus on that there is the possibility that the Colts can have some success here but it's going to be solely predicated on the Ravens being able to stop that run and basically bring as much pressure as they possibly can to Carson Wentz and kind of making the man with what zero ankles kind of yeah. a little bit nervous <laughs> a little bit nervous ankle. early on um, I, I saw I haven't gone back and looked at uh, much of the game film last week uh, so I'm only going on the extended highlights and what we saw in red zone right but I did, I did feel that there was a, a, a composure to Wentz uh, that I hadn't suspected was there I certainly didn't look to me uh, as regressive as I thought that he might be, right? So I, I do have a feeling, and I want to look at more and certainly see how this game plays out. I do have a feeling that in, so, in the same way that you were saying the Raiders may be overhyped at, at three and one, you're not really buying them. We all know there are teams that uh, their record is deceptive the other way, right? I wonder whether the Colts are one of those teams that maybe mm. at one and three, they're better than... We suggest, and that could get very interesting if they if they do lose this game and fall to one and four. There might be value on the cots a little bit later on. Definitely down the line. I think what we got last week against the Dolphins. I thought they were definitely. That's why we got the value against them last week. Yeah, right. The Ravens isn't necessarily the best matchup. I mean, Lamar Mm. Jackson is proving everyone wrong about the fact that he can't throw the ball, and I do think the Colts struggle at defending the pass. The other thing for the Colts, which is an interesting stat, is they have gone two and ten without T. Y. Hilton. Mm. in their last 12 games without him, which demonstrates how important he is to this passing attack. And again, Nat, 
that's something to keep in mind in future weeks. I'm not sure this is necessarily the week to start buying low on the Colts, but when TY comes back, I don't think that's going to move the spread that much. I don't think that many people will be noticing it, but I think when he does, what he does allow is to create space for the other wide receivers to exploit it and also be a brilliant receiver in and of himself. Love that. Okay, let's rattle through the rest because we're going to get the uh, prop bets through locks of the week uh, and our acker. I hope you, you said you got an acker. I hope you're confident with that. I hope you're confident. So No, no, you've got to obviously contribute as well. Like, okay. I'm not just doing this all by right. myself, am I? Rattle through your prop bets and I'll get my head around what I'm going to put into our acker. Yeah, okay, fine. Prop bets, the first one, I am very happy about this one, Nat, and that is because we're going back to the Bengals and the Packers. Jamar Chase to have over 64 and a half receiving yards. Chase has been nothing short of a stud since entering the league. Already has almost 300 yards receiving, four touchdowns this season. And what he has done to the Bengals passing game can't be underestimated. Burrow, as I've already said, is now in the top three of QBR when throwing deep. And that is solely down, in my opinion, to the introduction of Jamar Chase. It looks like Jay Alexander will almost certainly be out for the Packers. If T Higgins is back, I back Burrow and Chase to exploit this banged up secondary. So I think Jamar Chase will go over 64 and a half receiving yards. The second one for me is Zach Moss, the new Buffalo Bills starting running back to have over 51 and a half rushing and receiving yards. Moss was actually benched in week one as a healthy scratch he's now got three rushing touchdowns he's led the Bills backfield in snaps the past two games 60 plus yards on the ground in the past two games and Kansas City have struggled to stop running backs all of this season they've allowed a rushing touchdown in every game this season and Moss is pretty handy in the past game as well so I think if he I think this could be one of those nights where he demonstrates just how good he can be on Sunday night football and how important he can be to this Bills team going forward in the playoff run by establishing saying we do actually have a ground game. And finally, the man, the myth, the legend, James Winston. I'm going that he's going to have over 204 and a half passing yards. Mm. This may surprise you now, but the Washington football team have actually sucked defensively. They have the fourth worst passing day in the league. Mm. So I expect James Winston, despite not throwing the ball much this season, so far to go over this low number. The Saints may have lost last week, but Winston was low-key impressive and I expect him to build on that performance against Washington. Low-key impressive, I like that. But isn't that exactly what you accuse me of sometimes? That because Washington has a talented front and has been underperforming, that everyone's piling in and, ah, Washington, have they they seriously fallen off a cliff or is this not exactly the opposite of what you warn me against, which is to follow the narrative and go big on that. No, I would agree with that. That's a good point. Um, very poignantly put as well. Thank you, Nat. Um, <laughs> no problem. Yeah. Uh, but the only reason why I would necessarily... Well, I read an interesting article which basically said that the Washington football team's defence was exaggerated last year mm. or made to look much mm. better because of the opposition they were facing. Sure. A lot of the time, they also, they actually faced a lot of bad offensive lines and they faced a lot of bad quarterbacks. And that made them look better than they actually are. And I yeah, think yeah. that the one thing is, I think their defensive front's great. I don't, I'm not going to argue and come out and say Chase Young's a bust. I'm definitely not going to say that. <laughs> but what I am going to say is that I think their secondary is questionable. I really yeah, do yeah, think yeah. it is. And I think if you're going, if they can't, if, and that's probably goes to my point. I don't think New Orleans realistically are going to be able to run with Alvin Kamara that much, mm. which means that James Winston is going to have to throw the ball. Have a to air it out. That's a great argument. I love yeah. It. So I think it works. Well, actually that's such a low number, 204 mm. and a half passing yards. It's too low. It's too low. Going up against a team like Washington. I think they're going to have to throw the ball. Like it. Okay. Uh, prop O locked all three of his prop bets last week. Remember, so get on those. Uh, and then so speaking of lock, I drew locks of the week. Right. I have got a quote for you uh, from the athletic. Is it from Urban Meyer? Uh, well, it's, it's related to Urban Meyer. Um, Amy Trask, uh, former Raiders exec, of course, and now writes for uh, The Athletic and, and on pods as well. This is uh, Amy's quote. I can't recall a time in almost 30 years of working for an NFL team that a coach remained behind when the team headed home after a road loss. If there were such an instance, and again, I can't recall one, I'm confident it would have been for an important life event, a funeral, visiting an ill loved one, etc. That quote for me is astonishing that to put in context how big a problem this is for the Jags and Urban Meyer, what on earth is going on? This is somebody who's been in the NFL for 30 years and cannot recall a single incident of this happening. And this is the head coach of the team doing this. So my Drew Lock of the week is the Titans all day over the Jags. It is it's something you and I have uh, spoken about on the show. And I, I think I've, I've talked about it on a few episodes recently 
when Belichick got rid of Loy and Malloy, we're talking about it a little bit actually with, with Ollie Connolly as well. Uh, and the game after he did that, because the locker room was what the, they got blown away. And this was a championship winning Belichick Patriots side that when your locker room, and it was only temporary, of course, but your locker room is that affected by behavior and by, by an action, there's disarray there. It's a, terrible jag side anyway the titans okay have their problems but have not become a terrible team overnight certainly mm-hmm. offensively and defensively i know they have issues the line is ridiculously low for me titans all the way jacksonville dysfunction central this week they're in a mess love the titans that's my drew lock of the week it makes sense i like it i like it oh, a lot the only thing i'm scared of hmm. is it a trap oh here we go here we go. Is it a trap? That's, That's my only fear, but I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I think the only reason the line is as low as it is because the Titans just lost to the Jets. So everyone's way lost lower to the on Jets. Them. The Titans are in. They are going to run. Or Derek Henry's going to fill his boots. Derek Henry's going to fill his boots. Now, Nat, for my Drew Lock of the Week, mm. I've had to go against my instincts. Mm. My instincts tell me to hammer the <laughs> under 39 and a half in the Broncos Steelers game, mm. especially if Drew Locke is going to be playing. I want to take the first half under, which is at 19 and a half. There's going to be no points in this game if Drew Locke's playing. Neither uh, team can really... Nine and a half. What's that yeah. one of the lowest totals? No, we had some 37s? Yeah, we had some really low ones last year, but this one's definitely the lowest of this season so far. But understandably, mm. these are two teams that are very much defense heavy, especially when it comes to Drew Locke playing in this team. So that would that's my instinct. But I'm gonna I'm gonna be fun this week, Nat. I'm gonna be fun. You going for an over? I'm going for an over. Can I guess? Because I, I, I'm gonna see if I can guess this, right? Yeah. Like we haven't confirmed. As we've demonstrated by the fact, yeah, we haven't, yeah, yeah. We hadn't talked about Araka. No running order this week, Hall. Just just point point out that no running order. Because you what? never follow it. <laughs> Are you going for the over fifty two in Giants Cowboys? No. Ah, okay. is that over fifty two now? Yeah, I think it is. That has gone. It oh, just, it is over fifty two. Yeah. That has gone up actually. Uh, no. Fine enough. I'll give you a clue. Mm. Close to home. You'll go. Oh, you're taking the London game. You get the over in the London game. I'm. I'm all about fun this week, Nat. And I think everyone should head into the Falcons Jets game, despite the fact that these two teams realistically will not amount to anything by the end of the season. And I can say that conclusively. But I. I think that everyone should expect some entertainment this week. Not only I know Ollie Connolly's come on and said it's the thirty first versus the 32nd worst offences in the league. (laughs) But this is also two of the worst defences in the league. And I think two offences that realistically are improving slowly but surely. I said the Washington football team's defence is bad, but one of the only ones that's worse is the Jets. And the Jets are banged up coming into Mm. London. The Falcons banged up coming into London. Zach Wilson is finding his feet. The line has dropped from 48 to 46. And I think that's too low. I realistically think that is too low for two teams. When you've got Matt Ryan and you've got Calvin Ridley and you've got Kyle Pitts going up against a really, really poor defense and you've got someone as flexible and the best utility player of all time in Cordero Patterson, I think they will be able to create something on offense. And I think the New York Jets, they've got Denzel Mims back. Corey Davis seems like he's finally working well with Zach Wilson, as well as Jamison Crowder. Mm. We actually said in a pod before, again, one of the earlier edge rushes, that I actually don't mind this Jets offense too yeah, much. Yeah. Like, I think their wide receiving core is decent. Michael Carter demonstrated mm. that he can run the ball well for them last week against the Titans. He had a big game. So I see there being a possibility that we are entertained in mm. London. And I also kind of think they will feel, I feel like there will be, I think there's fun to be had in this game. I genuinely have, do think there will be. Of, they'll have a bit of mojo after, after the win. They're in London. I I like that pick a lot and I didn't realise the line was that low. I also think this Carl Pitts goes off. I, I think this is Pitts's, hello, I'm, this is me NFL. Uh, and that's just a hunch. There's no, uh, I haven't really looked at Although actually we've talked about, we talked about that a bit with Ollie in terms of why he hasn't been productive and, and what the, Falcons need to do and as you said this is a, a fairly vanilla offense for them to, to try some different things potentially but I also want to know whether you think that Zach Wilson is going to maintain the karate kid white bandana or do you reckon he, he bust out a union jack one because the white bandana That's I'm like I wonder if he will I mean that'd be cool see, no, not so all union jack but have like a little union jack that'd be a smart play right you're that gonna, would be a smart play that would be a smart play to, for everyone would love jets. that mm. 
Uh, but he's going to be too focused on just scoring touchdowns now. He's going to score 30 points this week. Okay, Doesn't I like it. Headband. I like it too good. My Disney quarterback's going to come through for me this week. Yeah? Huh? The Disney quarterback's going to come Disney quarterback's going to come good for you. He's going to come through for me this week. Drew Locks of the week. There we go. Uh, time to wrap up with the edge rush hacker. You know what? While you were doing your prop bets the week, I was, I was multitasking as you can easily do as we know all you can have seven different devices on and still go through all the stats and the data to get your set mm-hmm. edge rush uh i was doing i've also idea. got one what's your what have you done the odds for yours yeah it's just oh well hastily compiled it's over evens as well so it's mine it's the minimum right okay just how over many evens. teams you got three do you see how many of the same we've got so okay. one we definitely got the same because i know he's dro- they were dro- drew lock of the week to titans. Yeah, so, yeah the titans okay i've gone new england yeah same and i've gone the bucks Really, I've gone Dallas. Oh, that's a dangerous call. The Cowboys. You just, just called Giants once this week and now you suddenly think the Giants are one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, hey, Daniel just, Jones is certainly yes, one of the really good quarterbacks. To be clear, I was bigging up the Cowboys long before everyone else got on that bandwagon. Just if you don't believe me, go back into the vault. No, you know, no, 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 actually, you know, if, if everyone actually went back into the vault mm-hmm. for the preseason, mm. um, what would be the overarching narrative that Nat Coombs promoted would you Dallas think? Dallas are going to be Dallas are going to be putting up a lot of points with that no D- chance that no chance we did I actually thought to myself as producer of this show come on that we must have done about seven episodes which is basically just a Nat Coombs Patriots loving <laughs> this is true this is true and I still hold firm and we have you still hold you're doubling I'm down still, I'm doubling I'm definitely doubling down because Miami are not at the races in the east as predicted so it's not totally out of the question that the Patriots turn it around. Do Patriots get better every, well, with the exception of maybe last year, Belichick teams get better as the years go on, as the year goes on, the season goes on. You know this. You no, know I this. I do know this. I do it's know a, this. But I still don't think they're as good as you said they're going to be. Two. All right. Well, you said they're going to be really, really good. I said they're, they're going to be a playoff good. side. And that was before Cam got injured. <laughs> so well, Cam got injured or do you mean Cam got released? Cam got released, I mean. You know what I mean. <laughs> Cam got booted up. Yeah, exactly. Hey, so I'm what? Let's do Let's do Patriots, Titans, Cowboys and... Okay. All right. I'm happy with that. I think I think the Cowboys will win. I'm just not sure if they cover. So what is the line on that? Seven. Seven. The Cowboys. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's value in New York there. But I still think the Cowboys win this. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Okay, that's good. So we got we got a, a decent, and you know, our listeners, you can mix and match that. Do a three-team mm. acker with you know a couple of mine. Well, two of the two of us have the same, so you can go either Bucks or, or Cowboys, or just put all four in. Right, it's up to you. Mm. So more value, of course, with the latter. Just take them straight up. We're just the acker's a money line win, so it doesn't matter about the spread. You're just picking them straight up. Brilliant. Oh. Fine work once again, my friend. Um, Don't say I, that too soon. Well, that's a fair point. Uh, it's yeah. a fair point. I hope I haven't jinxed things now. You I, probably have. Or if we lose cut, any cut bets, it's all your fault. Edit that bit up. Uh, we'll see you. Uh, I'll see you Sunday. We'll be live on Talk Sport 2 from 2 o'clock for the Falcons Jets game. So join us for that. And remember, we're on Talk Sport all through the season. All right. So our Red Zone show, typically on air at 5 o'clock most Sundays. And we'll be rolling the playoffs in the Super Bowl from LA as well, excitingly enough. So that's over on Talk Sport. Uh, we are back Monday with our Mike and the review show. Looking forward to catch up with our Mike. That's a regular spot now, our Mike and the review show. As we've talked a little bit about on the show today, we've got a brilliant college days with Ben Isaacs in the vault that dropped midweek this week, looking at the receiver class of 2022 draft receiver class. So five or six receivers that will go high in the draft next year. So therefore we'll be playing in the NFL next year. So go check that out. Uh, picking some good action in the college games too. Uh, and Ollie Connolly is brilliant. He is brilliant. X's and O's and then some, but as he said, in a very accessible, straightforward way. So bringing some smarts to the franchise, which uh, is desperately needed. Desperately needed after the last 60 minutes of Ben uh, <laughs> Uh But very enjoyable it was nevertheless. Great stuff, all. Look after yourself. Cheers, my man. Podcast Network.